0: what's up party people welcome to this week's episode of romancing nancy drew i'm your host indy nickerson which stands for nancy drew nickerson you can find me at that handle on twitter and you can also find me at romancing nancy on twitter if you would prefer which is far less traffic but also it's where i posted a poll for this week's episode so for those of you who voted and were like how about we do someone else's arms guess what bitch (laughs) (laughs) you got your wish gonna have to be really careful with this one so if you have not read the story I'm gonna warn you that I'm not going to explicitly discuss sexual assault but it's a part of this story also if you're like I adore Frank Hardy and I feel that he is a perfect specimen of manhood then you are going to be sorely disappointed by this so if either one of these are upsetting to you it is time for you to check out I'm just saying I'm just saying okay so Someone Else's Arms, the title actually comes from a song that I was obsessed with at the time that I was writing it because I fucking hate titling stories. It's the worst step in the process. It takes me It's like the longest step. So if you want to look up the song, it is fantastic. But anyway, it's the title of the song is Someone Else's Arms. But I was also kind of mishearing some of the lyrics when I was like, yes, this is perfect. It's actually not exactly perfect, but it's fine. Um, I listened to it a lot though. This story was based on a very specific prompt um but also and we were discussing this recently. The person who prompted it did not think of it this way, but someone else's arms really functions as an alternate universe to rain on a tin roof, which we have previously discussed as we are in season five, which is the fanfic season um in that story that's the one where Nancy and Frank have a interlude a romantic liaison and then she comes home finds out that she's pregnant and then tells him and then they get married um and that story while the that scene is not ever explicitly put on the page it's mostly presented as Nancy and Frank just acting on the attraction between them like I mean also we're in a barn and we have to wait out for like five hours so like why not we don't have a deck of cards with us, so let's just, let's just bang. It's fine. Um, there's never, like, she regrets it later, but not in a, like, I was coerced way. It was more of a, like, oh, that was a bad decision. (laughs) You know, I shouldn't have done that. Someone else's arms is very explicitly that Nancy and Frank have an interlude, but it is in no way consensual. So that is why I say that if the thought of sexual assault is upsetting to you, that you need to check out. But also, this this story lets Frank believe that he's the hero, but you're never exposed to the story from his perspective. So his behavior is explained by him believing that he is approaching this as the romantic hero. Like, he believes that everything that he's doing is something that Nancy wants, that is just that, for whatever reason, like, things keep interfering, which I think is actually a lot creepier than him, like, being a full-out villain here, because he sincerely thinks he's doing good things. Like, which is super fucking creepy anyway, but I need to, we need to talk about the first chapter thoroughly because that lays the groundwork for everything that happens after this point. So, okay. For the purposes of this story, Nancy and Ned are both about 20. Um, that's established at the beginning of this story. Um, Ned's in his junior year of college, so next year he'll be doing his senior year of college. Nancy goes with Ned to Emerson to, like, check back in for this, you know, for the school year, um, he's excited, he's been there for a while, he's, you know, he's an upperclassman now, he's kicking ass at everything, so Nancy goes with him, she kisses him goodbye, they have, you know, a good interlude, and then she goes to Seattle for a case, and she's gonna be working with Frank and Joe during the case, Frank and Joe Hardy, the Hardy Boys, um, yeah, I'm going along with what happened in the super mysteries for this, so Nancy and Frank have an attraction, like, that's presented in the books with pretty much no, like, it's just presented, it's a fact, like, they just, they think that each other is hot, and they're into that, um, during the books that Ned's there, like, I do wonder if a different ghostwriter wrote those, because they were like, here's Ned, shut up, like, (laughs) which I'm here for. I'm 100% here for. You, Ghost rider, I love you. Thank you for giving me shockwaves, which was fantastic, which I might do on a future episode. So, they're working together on a case. Um, Nancy and Frank end up doing a stakeout together, like, looking for the culprit of it. Please note that I never actually give a fuck about the cases in these things. <laughs> like, I'm like, when, when are Nancy and I going to be alone together so that they can make out again? Like, I'm I'm here for her comfort, so if Nancy gets, like, accidentally grazed by a car, and so she has to go to the hospital and get patched up, and it's like, oh, you poor baby, and then they end up having sex, like, that is the ideal outcome for this, so, like, I I sincerely don't give a fuck about the cases, and there was one case in particular that I was reading to rewrite for a for one of my fanfics and I was like this is completely bonkers like so much of this is just real real bad the the central premise was bad I'm talking about um Secrets on the Nile which holy shit which I rewrote and it yeah I much prefer the rewrite so, I I never got really super bought in. There are occasionally cases where I'm like, yes, yes, wow, yes. But there's a lot of cases and I'm like, hmm, nah, there's a lot of hand-waving that had to be involved here. So, when I'm writing fanfic, like, I do a lot of hand-wavy stuff with the cases. It's like, and a case is going on, but we don't care. So, Nancy and Frick are doing a stakeout. They get to talking. They get to gazing at each other intently, which yes, the bile that rose in the back of your throat is the correct response to this. Um, so they kiss like twice. Nancy backs off and feels guilty about it. She tells Frank that she wants to go for a walk to like clear her head. She actually sees the person that they are pursuing. They're in San Francisco, so they have like ridiculously steep sidewalks is the, the main takeaway that I got from Mrs. Doubtfire. (laughs) So anyway, (laughs) um, So, Nancy pursues a suspect, Frank comes in to help, and Nancy has a lot of time during that case to think about it, and she's like, she says, okay, like, I feel bad whenever Frank and I are together, and we end up making out, like, I apologize, I usually say, like, you know, I've got a boyfriend, we need to stop this, it keeps happening, though, so she really sits down and thinks her way through it, and she's like, okay, like, if I want to be with Frank, then why don't I just be with Frank? And then she's like, because that's never, like, that's never even really entered her head as a thing. It's never been like, oh, well, Frank would be such a better guy for me to be with. It's, it's never gotten that far in her head. It's always like, oh, a convenient guy for me to make out with. She even calls Ned while she's on the case. And she's like, oh, by the way, I ran into Frank and Joe. And it's like, oh, okay. You know, uh, just, be careful and have, have fun, because, you know, I know you enjoy cases, like, he's, he's very casual about it, Nancy's like, are are you sure, and that's like, yeah, he's like, if I didn't trust you, then what would be the point, so I trust you to make the right decision, and that, to Nancy, is more grief, like, more guilt-inspiring than anything else that he could have said, because he's like, I trust you, and, you know, I love you, and that's it, like, holy shit, he doesn't say, like, you can't, I don't want you to be around Frank, I don't trust him, I don't, I don't think this is a good idea, I know that you two like to flirt, I'm not okay with it, like, he doesn't do any of that, he doesn't do any macho, possessive, like, trying to act like this is his woman, he needs to. none of that, none of that happens, so she thinks about it, she's like, okay, so... If I don't want to be with Frank, then why the fuck does this keep happening? Like, why am I letting this happen? Like Ned said, if we don't trust each other, then why the, why would we even stay together? So she thinks her way through it, and she's like, I love Ned. I want to be with Ned. I know that it hurts him every time this happens. So I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop doing this. That's it. So she sees Frank at the airport when they're on their way home. Like, nothing nothing else happens between them on the case. Nancy does her best to, like, basically stay out of Frank's way. During the rest of the case, like, you know, if she has to talk to anybody, she'll talk to Joe. Side note, there's never been any sort of flirtation or weirdness between Nancy and Joe. Like, Nancy basically treats Joe like her brother, which is, you know, reasonable. Even though fl- Joe is a huge flirt. So... So Nancy just limits herself to, like, she'll tell Joe whenever she needs to do something on the case or whatever. Um, they're on the way home. Nancy and Frank are, like, by themselves for a minute, like, going through a gift shop or whatever. And Nancy's like, so I just... She she doesn't even want to have this conversation. Let me just be clear about that. She doesn't want to... She just wants to, like, ghost him, basically. But she's like, no, not better. So she's like, Frank, I just want you to know that... um, This thing that's been happening between us, like, I am not interested in that happening anymore. And he's like, oh, what? I He's completely taken aback by this. And she's like, look, I feel like we keep getting our toes wet, basically. Like, we keep walking up to the water and getting our toes wet, but we never get in the water. Like, we never really take this any further than that. And I think that if we were going to, we would have, like the relationships in our lives. Cause you're with Callie. I'm with Ned. Like those are the relationships in our lives. And you know, this, I'm, I'm c- going to be with Ned. Like that's going to be it. So I just wanted to tell you that. And at that moment, Ned, Joe comes up and Nancy just like, is like, okay, so good talk. And so Frank doesn't really have a chance to talk to her. He clearly wants to, and Nancy just as eagerly does not want to talk to him about this. She's like, "No, I'm, I've I've said what I wanted to say. Like, that was it. I don't need a response. It's not a debate. It's, yeah." And Frank, during the conversation, like when he recovers himself enough to speak, is like, "Well, I always kind of thought that we would eventually take that step." And Nancy's like, "But we haven't." And I, I'm not interested in taking that step. I'm not interested in in that happening she's like, I really care about you, but it's just, you know, that's, we're not going to do that anymore. When she gets off the plane, because of course I live in different states, um, when she gets off her plane, she sees that a voicemail has been left for her. And she also sees a message from Ned that he's arrived to pick her up from the airport. So she, like her stomach is completely churning, but she listens to the voicemail and Frank's like, Well, I always thought that something would happen between us and I had no idea that you felt this way and, like, can you call me because I'd love to talk about this. And then she sees Ned and she just, like, closes out the voicemail. She decides that she needs to talk to Ned about what happened because it does impact him. In almost all the cases, like, she admits to Ned that she's had a flirtation with another guy. And uh, clearly, if we're talking about the files, we mean, like, some making out. (laughs) maybe a few lingering kisses, nothing more intense than that ever happens in the files for anybody, like, including Ned, there's never any, be- any, like, but then I got a third, like, there's none of that, so, so she talks to Ned, and she's like, I just, I feel like we need to talk, and Ned's like, okay, so they go to an ice cream shop, because it's one of the last warm days of the fall, and she's like, I just wanted to tell you that, um, during the case, like, Frank and I kissed a few times, and Ned's like, okay, like he's clearly not okay with this, and she's like, "But I just wanted to tell you that during the case, I thought about it really hard and I talked to Frank, and I'm not interested in doing that anymore. Like, this is the important relationship in my life, and I'm going to basically recommit to it. Like, like you said, like if we don't trust each other, then what's the point? And I want you to trust me. I want to earn that. So that's not going to happen anymore. And that's like, okay." Because, again, this is kind of a pattern that they keep repeating in the books, and he's in, like, a wait-and-see kind of thing, where it's like, I know you can talk about this, but I don't know if you can actually follow through with it. And she talks, she's like, Ned, I know that, you know, both of us, and then she's like, well, mostly me. It's mostly been me that, you know, I I see guys on cases, and, you know, there's a spark between us, but... And I was like, yeah, I mean, I've... I've been around girls, and there was clearly attraction between us, but if I notice that they're trying to get too close to me, like, if if the friendship or the relationship seems to be getting deeper than I want it to, then I just say, like, look, I have a girlfriend, I'm committed to her, I'm not interested in going any further with this, and if they continue pursuing me, then I basically just take myself out of the situation, like, that's, that's how I handle it, and Nancy's like, well, I'm going to do that, too, and that's like, okay, like, <laughs> He's been burned a lot by her, like, in, in almost all of the stories. So, in right on a tin roof, this is kind of the point where if if things had gone that way, like, they would have broken up. But in this story, Ned's like, okay. And she's like, I want to come see you more often. I want to spend time with you. So that's what she does. This the story begins when he goes back to school for his junior year. And as the year goes on, um, she goes to visit him. She goes to visit him during the winter, and she's basically snowed on a campus a few times. Um, She ends up staying with Ned in his fraternity house, like, in his room with him. And she's always been very reluctant for them to take their relationship very far physically, but the more time they spend together, the more she becomes interested in it. And so, like one time he actually like gets her shirt off and she's like okay this is as far as I'm willing to go and that is always extremely respectful of whatever she says she wants to do so if she's like I just I want to stop here then he respects that they sleep in the same bed together but like he does, he never goes any further than she wants if she acts upset if she freezes if she's says no then he immediately stops like And that's the thing, like, there's, there's one point in the story where she gets up in the middle of the night after they've been together and she comes back in and sees him sleeping and like, she feels safe with him. She feels extremely safe with him because he's proven over and over and over and over that even if he wants to take things further, that he's definitely not going to do that until she's ready to. And that means everything. She recognizes that she meets guys on cases, and she does what he does, like if she notices that they are getting too close and she's like, "I'm sorry, I have a boyfriend like i'm I'm not interested in this happening." and she means it, and it's strange because like she kind of thought that she'd need to maybe fake it a little bit, but it's not true. like the closer she gets to Ned, the more she's like, "Yeah, I'm not interested in, in fucking this up for just to make out with some random guy so the first chapter ends, because there's some fucking long chapters in this bitch. The first chapter ends with um, Nancy is about to go on a case. She's found out there's a case in Florida. And she's also found out that Frank and Joe are going to be working nearby. And so she's talking to Ned about it. And she's she's finally gotten to the point where, and in this in this version, they have not had sex. They have, he's gotten her shirt off. So there's been that, like, he's gotten her down to her underwear, basically, and they've, like, embraced and everything, but they haven't gotten any further than that, so Nancy's finally like, okay, I think that maybe, maybe we can go somewhere for spring break, and I might be okay with us actually having sex, but she hasn't talked to that about it yet, she's still gonna, like, think it through and see if it's definitely the thing she wants to do, because, you know, just in case but she's kind of excited about it and so she's going to go on this case in Florida and then like a couple weeks after that is when Ned's spring break is so they've been talking about like oh yeah let's go somewhere warm it's gonna be nice and we can just hang out and hopefully you won't have a case and everything and Ned's like "I've, I've really loved seeing you so many times and it's been fantastic and so they're saying goodbye to each other until they see each other again for spring break and she holds him tight and then all of a sudden like she feels like she's never gonna see him again and she gets upset but she can't really explain to him what's going on and so she sees him he's like we're gonna see each other again soon it's gonna be fine i love you you know everything's everything's gonna be fine and she just looks at him and she's like yeah but she can't shake that really weird feeling that she's got that like this is the last time she's ever gonna see him and that's how the first chapter ends So that establishes everything for what's going to happen later in the story. And based on how long it took me to get through this fucker, like I have a bad feeling that this is going to be a two-parter. So we'll see. Okay. So we need to head to Florida. Side note, Nancy has decided that she wants to go to Emerson next year. So she's actually filling filling out her application and everything. And she tells Ned about that. And he is like, do not joke with me. Are you seriously going to do this? And she's like, Yeah, actually, and he's so excited because that means that they'll be together for his senior year, and he's he's like, oh my god, we can spend so much time together, it's gonna be fantastic, and um, also Bess and George have decided to go to University of Illinois Chicago, which I'm sure that there's some cute, like, shortened name for it, but whatever, I don't know what it is, I think I keep referring to it as UIC in the story, but anyway. So Bess and George are already enrolled in college, Nancy is not yet, and so she's like, yeah, and then after I do my first year at Emerson, I'll just transfer to the same college with Bess and George, and I'll finish up there. Um, Ned's already considering maybe doing grad school in Chicago, so yes, it's it's all perfect, it's all perfect, and they're so happy to at just the thought of being together like that. So um, Nancy is heading to... Florida the next day, she calls Ned just to talk things over with him, and he's like, I can't wait for spring break. I'm counting down the days on it. It's gonna be so good to spend so much time with you, and he's like, I'm sure you're gonna be wearing some bikinis, and she's like, yeah, I mean, unless you want to, and so they're joking together, and and they're having fun, and um, Nancy, again, thinks about, like, I mean, I think I'm gonna do it, but she just doesn't want to, like, give Ned false hopes about what's gonna happen, so she just kind of keeps that to herself. She's like, I'll just get some condoms and bring them with me, and if it happens, it happens, and if it doesn't, it doesn't, and it's okay, like, you know, so. When they get to Florida, um, when Nancy gets to Florida, she, Frank is there to pick her up at the airport, and, He has got a rental car, and he's like, oh, yeah, we can just use the same rental car because, you know, everything's weird around here, and it'll be fine. And Nancy's like, oh, okay, okay. When they're in the rental car on the way to the hotel so that she can check in and get settled, um, Frank's like, I just feel like we never got to finish that conversation. Nancy's like, I I feel like I said all I needed to say, and Frank's like, "Mm, but I, you know, need to tell you some things. And Izzy's like, okay, uh, whatever you need to get off your chest, just go ahead and say it. So he starts talking, and she has this weird feeling that he's, like, rehearsed this, basically. And he says, like, you know, we've known each other since we were kids. I've had feelings for you for a long time. Um, I always thought that one day, you know, we would get together. Like, we would actually see where this takes us, because I've always felt that attraction between us. And Nancy's like, yeah, but, um, you know, I'm with Ned and you're with Callie and and that's how it is. And Frank's like, yeah, but that was just because we couldn't be together all the time. And Nancy's like, Ned is not that for me. Ned is not basically a substitute you. He's the guy I'm in love with. That's it. And Frank's like, well, I broke up with Callie. And Nancy is taken aback because she's like, you know, you and Callie are always together. And Frank's like, yeah, I wanted to show you that you know, you had said that we have never taken that step. And I wanted to show you that I'm ready to do that. Like, I'm, I'm serious about this. I want us to be together. And Nancy's like, it's like a fucking horror movie, because she's like, no, like, I, that's not what I was asking you to do. I'm, I was telling you basically that, you know, we, you know, our, the window had passed, basically. That was it. Like, it wasn't to encourage you to make some sort of grand gesture or anything and Frank's like well I just I wanted to show you and he's he's like I know that you might need time to to come around to this but I know that you have feelings for me and and that you know you'll eventually come around and Nancy's like basically mentally trying to claw her way out of the car because she's like this is oh my god fuck no and and she tries every way that she can to tell him she's like look I'm with Ned, I, he's the guy I have feelings for, I, uh, you know, I'm, and Frank's like, well, then why, every time we were together, were we making out, and he's like, I feel bad about that, like, I'm sorry that that happened, and it shouldn't have, and Frank's like, no, it was, that was legitimate, like, we have feelings for each other, and that was your way of expressing it, and Nancy's like, we're adults, though, like, oh we don't have to act on whatever we're feeling at any given time and I'm not going to do that anymore and it's like everything she says he kind of turns around and turns it back into like well I just need to show you that I'm serious about this like I know we've got feelings for each other I know it's going to work out like he's just he's beyond reason and she's she gets to the hotel and she's kind of shaken she goes to her hotel room and she locks the door and she calls Ned and she's like she says, Frank picked me up at the airport, and he drove me here, and I told him, like, that I'm with you, and it's like, he just cannot get it through his head, and that's like, I wish that you were, that one of us was down there with you, like, Bess and George, and Nancy's like, mm, Bess is, like, prepping for a role in a play because she's majoring in drama, and so she's got all this going on, like, and you've got all your schoolwork going on, like, you've got to make sure you've got all your stuff done before spring break, and that's and like, it, hey say the word, and I will get on a plane, and Nancy's like, no, no, it's, it's fine, it's fine, I'll just make sure that whenever we're together, I'll just be around Joe, it'll be fine, it'll be fine, and Ned's like, let me know if you want me to call him so I can talk some sense into him, because it's, to be, like, completely transparent about this, for Ned, it's not, like, a possessiveness thing, it's a, if he's gonna be such a dumbass when he's dealing with you, like, maybe he'll listen to me, not, because I'm your boyfriend, but because he's, like, he's not even believing what you're saying, like, he's, he's not being patronizing, not overtly, but there's definitely an element of, like, you don't know how you really feel, or you're denying the way that you really feel, that, you know, he, he's blaming everything on that, and yeah, so, Nancy's like, I appreciate the offer. Um, I'm just going to focus on that spring break trip we're going to have because I think it's going to be awesome. And so they get through the case. Nancy does everything she can to make sure that Joe's around whenever she's around Frank. Um, She manages to like not spend a lot of time alone around Frank, but she does talk to Joe at one point and Joe's like, yeah, he's... I thought that maybe you and Ned were having some trouble based on what Frank was saying. And Nancy was like, no, we're, we're doing good. And Joe's like, okay. Cause I mean, Frank broke up with Callie, which was completely out of left field. Like nobody was expecting it and I'm dating her best friend. So that's awkward. Um, they're really mad at him. So, well, I'm, I'm glad that you and Ned are doing great. And he's like, yeah, we're, we're doing great. Like no complaints. Um, I'm, Gonna see if I can go to Emerson next year, and Joe's like, "Hey, that's that's great, you know, no big deal." They find the missing person, like they they solve the case, and Nancy's relieved. She calls the airport to see if they can get her on a plane. They say that they'll put her on standby for the next flight, so she's hoping that she'll be able to fly out that night, the night after they finish the case. So she's packing up, and Frank comes to her hotel room, and she doesn't even want to open the door, but you know. <sighs> So she opens the door, and Frank's like, hey, um, what are you doing? And Nancy's like, yeah, I'm um, packing up to go. I'm hoping that I can get a flight out tonight. And Frank's like, well, um, we just got a call, and the missing guy, he, his friends are throwing him a basically a welcome home party, and they've invited us. And Nancy's like, oh, well, that, that's cool. Like, you guys should definitely go. And Frank's like, you should come with us. Like, we haven't had a lot of time to just hang out on this trip, and, and it'll be good, and Nancy's like, uh, no, I I just really want to rest before my flight, like, uh, I'm sorry, thank you, and Frank's like, no, no, seriously, and Nancy's stuck, and this is not explicit, but there's a, there's a feeling that if she says, no, no, I'm just going to stay here, that she's afraid that Frank will then decide to also stay there, and she doesn't want that, and if she's around, because Joe's going to the party, like Frank says that, so if Joe's gone, then she doesn't have that buffer, So she thinks about it and she's like, "Uh, okay, okay. So before she leaves, she makes sure that she's got the, like a, you know, Uber downloaded so that if she needs to leave the party, she'll have a way out because again, they've only got one rental car. When they're driving in, she realizes that she wouldn't have even known where the fuck they were because they're like in the middle of nowhere and they had, Joe takes two wrong turns and it's just a nightmare and everything. So they pull up to the house, it's full of people there's, uh, there's loud music, there, everybody's drinking, everybody's having a fantastic fucking time, and so they walk up to the door, and she's like, okay, well, I'll just stay here for a little bit, and then it will be fine, uh, as soon as she walks into the party, somebody offers her a drink, not Frank, actually, so she starts drinking, she's thirsty, and she's dehydrated, and so she drinks way too much, way too fast, and ends up blackout drunk. There are points that she remembers where she's talking to Frank, and Frank's like, you know, I've always loved you. I've always cared about you, because here's the thing. Nancy was talking to Bess. Like, Frank came up to her hotel room and was like, you know, come to the party with us, and she was like, okay, well, let me, let me get dressed, to kind of get him out of her room. So, Bess calls after and she's like, yeah, I'm going to be in the play and it's going to be fantastic and I got you and Ned tickets and it's going to be great and I'm so excited and tell me all about your spring break trip. Because Bess and George, before this point, have had previous partners that they've slept with. So, it's kind of like Nancy's the last one. She's the last version of the group where she's 20 years old. She's been dating that for five years and she's like, I know that Bess has jumped into bed with somebody who she's dating after two weeks, and so, like, Nancy feels definitely like she's kind of left out of everything from that perspective, so Bess, of course, is super excited about, like, so on the trip, and so while she's finishing getting ready, and she's going down to the lobby to meet Frank, because she doesn't want to meet him back at her room, because, oh my god, um, she's talking to Bess about what her plans are, she tells her about the room that she's got picked out, that they've got um, they've got their place reserved at, and it's got a jacuzzi, and it's got a balcony, and it looks, it's, like, really romantic, and, like, the beach is right outside, it's fantastic, and Bess is, like, that sounds like such a good place for you to maybe, you know, get busy with Ned, and Nancy's, like, she's, like, I've been thinking about it, because, you know, I really love him, and he's said that, you know, he wants this to be forever, and I feel like maybe on this trip, like, maybe I'll actually, decide to go for it and Bess is like I'm so excited for you like you have to tell me everything it's gonna be great and she's like have you told Ned yet and is like no I haven't told him yet I I just I want to see how it plays out I want to see you know if if everything feels right about it and then I'll decide and Bess is like this is so exciting I'm so happy for you and then Frank comes up and he's like oh hey I'm ready and Nancy's like that's when she notices Frank standing beside her and she's like oh okay he yeah. Yeah. So all that's on her mind. And when she's talking to Frank at the party, Frank's like, you know, I've, I've always had feelings about you. I've, I've been in love with you for a long time. And I know that you're in love with me too. And she's like, I'm not, that's, that's not how I feel about it. But she keeps getting progressively more and more drunk. Like it, it's, it's bad. It's bad. She's never been this drunk before ever, ever. And this is the part where she wakes up and she's in bed next to a guy and she's naked, and she has no recollection of how she got there. She doesn't know who she's in bed next to. She feels sick. So she gets up out of bed. There's a bathroom that's right next to the room, so she stumbles into it. She sees that somebody else has already been sick and somebody tried to clean it up, but in that way that you clean up at a party when everybody's drunk. so somebody just basically wiped it up with a towel and left it there. She throws up. she notices that she's got like residue on her thighs that she has no idea how that got there she's, she's drunk enough that she can't really reason through this. And she's like, maybe I started my period. But then she looks at it and she's like, this isn't period. And as soon as she realizes that something happened, like she feels tender, she feels like something happened. She immediately gets in the shower and and scrubs everything. Like there is no, I need to preserve evidence. There is absolutely none of that that's happening in her head. She gets in the shower and she scrubs herself off repeatedly with the hottest water that she can bear. And she's sobbing the entire time. Like she, this is not okay. It's, it's just, she's devastated by this. Um, she gets out of the shower. She throws up again because, oh my gosh, she had so much to drink. Um, she puts a towel around her cause she finds a clean towel. Thank God. I get really weird about sanitation. <laughs> so she puts a towel around her. She goes into the room. She finds her clothes, which have been discarded in the bed, and she manages to pull those out of the blankets um, without disturbing the person who's still asleep in that bed. And as she's walking out, she sees the person turn over, and it's Frank, and he's not wearing a shirt. And she just closes the door very quietly and goes downstairs because she has no idea where her fucking purse is or her phone or anything. So, there's that. Downstairs, she runs into two girls who are also completely fucking hungover and ready to go home, and they're like, oh, we'll give you a ride. Like, you don't have to bother calling it over. Nancy manages to find her phone, which she somehow had the presence of mind to wedge into a bookcase, um, before whatever happened happened. Like, She tries really hard to remember, like, anything, and she really can't. She remembers, like, kind of stumbling around and somebody saying, like, oh, you should lay down and relax. But every... There are parts of her memory that are just completely gone. Like, no matter how hard she thinks about it, they're completely gone. She's... She knows what happened, but she also doesn't want to believe that that's what happened. So... She goes back to the hotel. Oh, uh, she checks her phone and she sees a message from Ned who was like, "Oh, yeah, I was hoping that your flight would you, you get on the standby flight." She sees a message from the from the airport from the flight that she was hoping to ca- get that yeah, she had a seat on that standby that she could have gotten and she feels sick about that. Um yeah, so she goes back to her hotel room. She takes off the dress and the underwear that she was wearing, throws those into a corner, and takes another shower because she's just completely nauseated and upset about everything that's happened. She puts on clean clothes, she goes immediately to the airport. She gets on the next flight out. She's just basically living on like iced coffee at this point. Her father's on a business trip. Bess of course is prepping for the play. She knows that she can go see Ned. And that's, that's her only thought really is to get somewhere safe. Like her father's not home. She can't go to her father. So she's like, well, I'll go see Ned. But she's also really, really worried about what's going to happen because of course, who the fuck would believe it? She's already had this previous like history of flirtation with Frank. She goes to Ned and she's like, oh, we were at a party together and things took a turn. But it's the only place that she can think of where she might feel safe. And she's like, maybe I should, just shouldn't tell him. Maybe I just shouldn't do anything about this. She's also got a raging headache, of course, because she's hungover as shit. So after her flight touches down, she starts driving toward Emerson. She stops at a pharmacy to pick up some aspirin. And she finds herself on the family planning aisle and is like, I don't remember seeing any evidence of condoms. What if I'm pregnant? So she goes to the pharmacy counter and gets over-the-counter contraceptive. Takes it out of the car, like buries it in her purse so it's not visible. She looks at the aspirin and is like, maybe I should just take all of it. She doesn't. Um, But she's in a real bad place. Um, Yeah. She gets to... that's fraternity house, and when she pulls up, somebody's like, hey, girl, and she freaks out, because the entire time that she's, ever since she left the party, like, she's had this kind of itch between her shoulder blades that, like, Frank's following her, like, she can't shake the idea that Frank's following her, like, that he's, he knows that she left, and he's, he's following her right now, and so whenever Howie's like, oh, hey, girl, she's like, "Oh, oh, hey, hey, because, again, nobody at the Omega house has ever been at all, like, weird toward her, at period. Like, they just... That's not how they are. The weirdest thing has been with Mike, and that was because he was... In, he was involved in the fucking cheating scandal. But anyway, um... I guess it wasn't cheating, but it kind of was. Anyway. So, yeah. So, she's... She's felt weird about it. She also, um, got two voicemails from Frank when her plane touched down that were like hey and she couldn't bring herself to listen to him and she had a message from Joe that was like oh hey we missed you at the party are you okay and she was like if I just respond to him maybe they will stop fucking contacting me so she texts him back and she's like hey um I got a flight home sorry I missed you bye like just as short and to the point and as brief as she can make it um Also, uh, when she's loading her baggage into her car, she notices that she's got a bruise on her wrist that she doesn't remember. She's already seen that she has some sort of mark above her breast that she doesn't remember how that got there. Yeah, yeah. Every time she notices something like that, she starts shaking. Like, it's, it's that kind of thing where it's like, I have no fucking clue what happened to me. And the thing is, because she has no fucking clue what happened, like, she has no idea if she encouraged it at all. At all. And of course, that's in the back of her head. So, so she turns up at the Omega house. Howie's like, oh, well, you're here to see Ned. He's, he's in class right now, but we'll, we'll just let you into his room. It's fine. So Howie calls over a freshman because why the fuck else do you have freshmen in your fraternity house except for two tote luggage for your brother's side pieces? Although she's a, she's a main piece really. Um, so yeah, Howie calls over a freshman. And is like, take Nancy's luggage up to Ned's room. Let's let her in. Nancy goes in there, and she looks around, and, like, Ned's room is never completely clean. It's, you know, he's got his books out on the, on his desk, and he's got a pile of laundry in the corner and everything. I mean, it's tidy, but she looks around, and she's like, okay, I'm okay, I'm okay, I'm okay, I'm here, I'm okay, and before she even sees Ned, she decides to go ahead and take the contraceptive, so she goes to the bathroom, because she's gonna need to drink it with water, and she's, she's upset about everything, honestly. Um, she had to choke down the aspirin that she took previously. So she gets the pill, puts it in her palm and looks at it. And she's like, this, you know, this is the right thing for me to do. She puts it in her mouth and she tries to swallow it and gags it back up and spits it into the toilet. Like basically is what happens. And then she throws up again. So even if she had been able to make herself swallow it, she would have thrown it back up. She's upset. She goes back to Ned's room, and she looks around, and she gets so upset and paranoid and and everything that she actually barricades his door shut because just locking it alone doesn't feel like it's enough, and so she sits there in the corner, and she just cries, and then Ned finally comes back from class, and of course, downstairs, he's heard that, that Nancy's there, so he comes to his room and tries to open it, and he finds that he can't get into it, so he... He unlocks it, finds the stuff that's pushed up against it. Like she's, she shoved his like hope chest, everything that she could possibly get that made sense to, She's shoved it against the door. So he manages to push his way in and sees her basically curled up in a ball on the other side of his bed crying. So he knows that something's happened. Um, he comes over to her and he's like, you know, what's wrong? Are you okay? Because she's like, I can't tell him. I can't tell him. I can't tell him. I can't tell him. There's no fucking way he'll, he'll believe me if I talk to him about this. I can't tell him. And she's so upset that she can't even think straight. So Ned's like, What's what's going on with you know, are you hurt? What do I need to take you to the doctor? What's going on? And she just keeps crying. And his phone goes off because he's late for practice and it goes off again. And so he answers it and he's like, Tell Coach I have an emergency and just hangs up without even talking to the person on the other end of the line because this is more important than anything. And Nancy just looks at him, and she's like, I can't tell him, I can't tell him, I can't tell him, I can't tell him. him." He's like, Nancy, what's going on? Like, you're, you're legit scaring me. I don't, what's going on? And so she looks at him, and she's like, um, last night, Frank and Joe invited me to go to a party, and that's like, okay. And she says, I, you know, he seemed to want to talk to me and I thought since Joe was going to be there it would be okay like it would be around other people and I started drinking this punch that had fruit in it and it's like I'm familiar with that punch and Nancy's like yeah I I drank and and then I can't remember and that's like okay, so you got blackout drunk. And Nancy's like, what are you talking about? And it's like, it's like you can't... There's parts of the night that you can't remember. And Nancy's like, have you done this before? And I was like, no, I've I've never done it. But I've, you know, there, there are guys in the house who have done it. So I'm familiar. But he's like, yeah, that's... Yeah, that's a thing that can happen. So she's kind of hopeful that if he understands what she's talking about, that he'll kind of understand what happens next. And so she says... I don't remember what happened, and then I woke up in bed next to somebody, and Ned's like, ah, okay, and Nancy's like, I went to the bathroom, and, uh, there was stuff on my thighs, and, and Ned, of course, turns white, because he knows what's happening, and he's like, he says, okay, um, okay, so that happened to you. And Nancy's like, I, I, I don't know, I, I don't know what happened. And it's like, he said, I want you to be honest with me. When you went to that party, you know, before you got drunk, did you have any intention of, like, taking that step? And Nancy's like, no, because he's like, I'm not gonna be mad at you. I'm not gonna get upset. Did you have any intention of doing that? And Nancy's like, no, I had no intention of doing that. I told him flat out that I was not interested. I told him that I didn't want to be with him. I no. And that's like okay, and Nancy's like, I, what if he thought that this is something that I wanted, and it's like, that doesn't matter, it honestly doesn't even matter whether you intended to go to bed with him or not, because you were blackout fucking drunk, you could not consent, he raped you, and Nancy, of course, starts sobbing, because, like, Kind of partially out of relief because she thought that Ned would just, like, look at her and say, no, you clearly invited this. But Ned's like, no, he raped you. We need to go file a police report. And Nancy's like, but I don't know if, like, he thought that it was okay because I don't remember. I don't remember anything. I don't even know that it was him. And Ned's like, you woke up in bed next to him and you were naked. I I think we can we can draw a straight line there. So Nancy's upset, and that's like, have you have you taken a shower? And Nancy's like, yeah, yeah, I've I've taken two, um, taken a bunch of showers. So, basically, what she's telling that is like, she she doesn't want to file a police report because she she can't clearly remember what happened, and they're gonna be asking the same kind of questions where it's like oh, what situation were you in? What were you doing? Did you, did you have a previous relationship with this guy? Like, there's all this stuff, and she doesn't want to go through that. And so Ned, of course, is like, I'm I'm going to do whatever you want to here, like, but I also want to go murder him. And Nancy's like, yeah, he's um left me a couple of voicemails, and she also, like, notices that bruise on her wrist again, and she's like, yeah, I don't remember how this happened either. And Ned's like, I'm going to fucking murder him. And she's like, I, I mean, maybe he was calling to apologize, and Nancy's, she doesn't know, though, because she, she can't bring herself to listen to the messages, and Ned's like, okay, and the, and the voicemail did he apologize, and Nancy's like, I, I, don't know, and Ned's like, do you want me to listen to them, and Nancy's like, yeah. So Ned listens to them, and Frank doesn't apologize, Frank just says, like, you know, I, I was expecting to see you this morning. I'm sorry. Call me as soon as you can. Basically, there's no indication that anything could possibly be wrong, that he thinks that she's upset about anything, anything like that, anything like that. There's also no, like, you know, we had an amazing night together or anything like that. So Ned's like, yeah, there's, there's no apology there. There's just him asking where you are. So, so, Nancy basically asks if it's okay for her to stay there. And it's like, of course it's okay for you to stay here. But Nancy also can't bear the idea of sleeping in the same bed with Ned. Like, she's very, it's horrible because she both wants to be with Ned. And she's also terrified of what would happen if he even touched her. Like, she can't even think about it. So Ned's like, okay, well, I want you to stay here because of course she's got that thing in the back of her head where she feels like Ned's, that that Frank's following her and she doesn't, you know, she doesn't want that to happen. So Ned's like, okay, I want you to stay here so that you're close in case you need anything, in case you need me, but we've got a, like a spare guest bedroom downstairs so you can stay there. And that way you'll be here and if you need me, I'm right here, but, you know, we, I don't want to make you upset. So, Nancy goes down to the guest bedroom. she puts all of her stuff in there. She takes another shower <laughs> because it's she can't she can't get far enough away from this um she can't get warm either, so she you know wraps herself up in a sweatsuit she's feeling a little hungry finally because finally she's stopped being quite as hungover and she goes out to the kitchen to see what's out there, and she finds a pack of crackers and she sees the nets on the couch because Ned has a comforter and he's curled up on the couch because he wants to be close to her. And that was the closest that he could get to her and, you know, not be in bed with her. And Nancy is so touched by that, that she doesn't know what to do. So she goes over to the couch and she's like, hey, you really didn't have to do this. And Ned's like, I do. I do have to do this. Like, I want to be close enough to you that I can help you. So they sit on the couch together and... During their conversations, after she gets back, um, she actually admits to Ned that she was thinking about during their spring break trip, because she was like, no, I, I definitely wasn't thinking about having sex with Frank. I was thinking about maybe having sex with you during spring break. And Ned's like, oh, okay. But now it's, like, that's completely ruined. Like, she cannot even think about that. Like, the thought of it is terrifying to her. So... So she talks to Ned when she's sitting there on the couch, and Ned's like, and they're they're just sitting together, and they're just being in each other's company, and it's really nice, and Ned's like, yeah, this is, when you were talking about coming here next year, when you were talking about, like, us spending more time together, like, this is the way I saw it, like, just us relaxing together, and, and being okay together, and it's gonna be okay. Like, I'm so, so sorry this happened but it's, it's going to get better eventually. And Nancy just cries because it's just, she's so relieved that Ned didn't just reject her. She was so afraid that he was just going to reject her and not be okay with what had happened and not believe her. And she says, well, I, I can't seem to go to sleep. So would you mind like staying with me until I go to sleep? So they go, get in the bed together and Nancy gets under the covers and that's on top of the covers because she's like, I, I don't know what I would do if, if you got too close to me and I, you know, and he's like, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. I'm, I'm totally fine with that. So they just lay there together and she's just, it's like everything has been fucking destroyed by this because she was so looking forward to sharing that with Ned. Now she never can. Like her first experience is going to be this painful, terrible event that she can never remember. And she's just completely, like, her heart's broken. Her heart's completely fucking broken over this. This guy that she had trusted so long did this. And, like, nothing's ever going to be the same. But she's still got Ned. And Ned's still going to be there for her. And he he's said that he's going to be by her side through whatever happens. And that is that means so much to her that she doesn't even have words for it. Okay, so I have no idea how many episodes it's going to take me to go through this entire story. I feel like maybe three episodes if I'm really super lucky. So to wrap this one up, because we will start with the spring break trip next episode. um, When Nancy comes back and talks to Ned, like, and and tells him what happened, and he doesn't freak out, doesn't treat her any differently. In fact, when they're talking, he basically, he's like... I've always wanted, like, a domestic sort of situation where we were together and we could just come home and talk about our day together. And she's so completely just taken aback by he wants to be with her still. He still sees a future for them. He still sees them being together. And it's just more than she had ever dreamed of, um, she says to him that she had always wanted to share her first time with him, and he's like, you're going to. It's gonna be the first time that you remember that you actually consciously wanted it and were able to take part in it, so it is gonna be your first time, which, you know, also completely breaks her heart, because, like, I mean, is she... Technically, yeah, she's had sex, but also she hasn't had sex. Like, from that perspective, he's correct on that. The other thing they talk about is, he's like, I'm not sure. I didn't know if you were going to want to still go on the spring break trip. And she's like, I wasn't sure if you would want to. And he's like, I'm game if you are. It's just the game plan may have changed a little bit. Just saying. And so... So, yeah, she goes to sleep that night in his arms. He's, you know, but with some of the bedclothes between them because she's a little bit nervous about coming into contact with Ned and getting freaked out by it. The other thing is that, like, she hasn't been accepted to Emerson yet. Um, Her father knows that she's intending to go there. Her father knows that her relationship with Ned has gotten a lot more intense. Um, So there's that. That's going to lay some groundwork for some other stuff. And like Carson knows that Nancy's gonna be going on vacation with Ned, basically. Like, he he knows that. So, so there's that. Okay, so next time we're gonna pick up with the spring break trip, which is gonna be about two weeks after these events. Um, so yeah, Nancy spends time with Ned. She goes home. Um, she doesn't feel okay but she also is really afraid of telling anybody exactly what happened because, again, she doesn't really know what happened. And, yeah, everything's just really, really weird and bad and, ugh. So, and the thing is that her father can tell something is different, but he doesn't know what and she doesn't want to tell him. So there's that. So we're going to pick up next time with the spring break trip. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. This is not the most dramatic thing that I've ever written, but it is pretty fucking dramatic, so there's that, so it, tune in next time, um, I'm probably gonna try to finish this one before the next season begins, so I'm probably gonna try to do, like, once every two days or something to get it finished before the next episode would have been scheduled, so if you want to hit me up on Twitter, do so, it's at Indy Nickerson or at Romancing Nancy, and I will catch you next time, so stay sleuthy, my friends.